According to Merriam-Webster.com, the definition of a limit is something that bounds, restrains, or confines. When considering the definition of limit as a verb, it's to restrict the bounds or limits of. Today, I want to discuss self-imposed limits. What are the things we voluntarily assume that are limiting us in life and in work? I'll share a few things we can do to battle ourselves here on the View 112 podcast. Welcome to the View 112 podcast. I'm Janita Morris. As an avid reader, writer, and businesswoman, I'm passionate about literacy and self-development. Here, I think out loud and share my perspective on life, balancing a career, and building a writing business. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, I hope you're having a relaxing weekend. I'm recording this on the weekend, Saturday, and I've actually spent all day writing. Um, I'm so proud of myself. You know, I just took this class I shared with you in the last episode um, on developing my power as a writer. And one of the things that I learned and took away from that is how I need to make time every day for my art. And I've been pretty good at that. And today, not only did I just carve out, a you know, an hour or two, I've spent all day writing um, and just getting out a whole bunch of ideas. And I feel so great about it. Over the last week, I've been compiling some of my thoughts, and I'm really pleased that I have some material that I want to share with you in in the form of thought in today's podcast about self-imposed limits that I introduced in the teaser. Um, And it really just got me thinking, how many L's in my life I have taken just straight up because of my own limitations. Forget everybody else, what I did to myself. Self-imposed limits come in the form of confining thoughts, beliefs, action, sometimes inaction. With self-imposed limits, sometimes we fail because we don't even start. We miss the full potential of an opportunity or situation because we don't see the whole. We get some of what's available instead of all of it. What can we do to remove self-imposed limits? Number one, be first. I read a book last year, just picked it up off my desk here, uh, titled Purposeful, Are You a Manager or a Movement Starter? by Jennifer Dulski. Jennifer is the head of groups and community at Facebook and the former president and COO at change.org. In her book, Jennifer shares example after example of how ordinary people contribute incredible change in the world leading with purpose. There is a chapter in the book titled Spark a Standing Ovation. Jennifer shares a concept we've all seen in action, a standing ovation. A gradual standing ovation begins when one person stands up and begins clapping and leading others. I've seen this at church and at different programs countless times in my life. Even times when I intended to stay seated, one person stands up, starts clapping, then a few more, and then a few more, until eventually everyone, including me, is standing up and clapping. Of all the movement starters profiled by Jennifer, one commonality they share is being the first to stand and clap, metaphorically, if you will. The idea of simply being first is a good discipline for me as I work to remove limits in my life because it gives me less time to contemplate failure. No time to contemplate failure because I'm already doing. 
In the same chapter, there is a quote from Amy Polar. I hope I'm saying her name right. Don't come for me, y'all. Um, and she says, the doing is the thing. The talking and the worrying and the thinking is not the thing. For me, the discipline of going first prevents analysis paralysis. Insecurity and then time constraints kick in when I take too long to decide. When I was younger playing spades, sometimes I'd overthink my play and my uncle used to tease the warning, you think long, you think wrong. Uh, In my role as a leader professionally, people look to me and sometimes you have to be the first to leap and show it can be done and to spark others to move too. I know it's cliche to say, but it only takes one person to make a difference. It's so true. And only one person to start a riot. Find situations in your life where you can advance progress by being first. Number two, stop labeling. I am no longer interested in confining things to simply what I've seen being done before. I've been practicing this a lot professionally. We hire insanely smart people, but then we limit what we think they are capable of doing or understanding. I am no longer going to underestimate what can be achieved based on a particular role of an individual. Why limit people to roles instead of enhancing the the capability of incredible people we hire? In an act to increase my expectation of people and results, I'm removing the prejudgment of what can be accomplished. There have been times in my career I've also decided that I'm not smart enough or have the credentials to apply for a particular position, already limiting myself mentally in advance. So just imagine the lack of accomplishment with those limits if I actually got the role. I've been guilty of labeling situations in my life as well. Believe it or not, I still think there are things I should not have or places I should not go. This is uh, this example I may have shared already, but it's on my mind because I'm actually going car shopping. Um, I've been looking at cars uh, over the course of this week. And a couple of years ago, when I purchased my Jeep Cherokee, I first looked at an E-Class Mercedes Coupe. And the car was beautiful. Black exterior, black on black interior, black leather seats, beautiful finishes of super dope car, y'all. And sitting inside the car, I quickly decided and literally said out loud that the car was too nice for me. Like, just right then and there. In fact, I felt a little embarrassed sitting in the car. And I created an image in my mind of the type of people who drive luxury cars like that. Either what their credentials were or... Um, what they looked like or the type of education they had or uh, how successful they were. And in my mind, that did not add up to me. I don't have any friends or family who own luxury cars, luxury coupes like that. Um, And I've never been in a car that expensive before. Uh, To be honest, I was like, "This, this is nice. This is a nice car. But who do I think I am to be in a car like this? And what I should have been focusing on instead of all of that is I should have been focusing on the truth. The truth is I am me. (laughs) I can afford this car and I like this car. And that should have been enough instead of all of these other exterior labels that I was placing on myself. But I didn't do that. I got out of the car and I left the dealership without so much as a test drive. I love my Jeep, but I have been thinking about that Mercedes and why I didn't buy it instead. 
Um, like I said, I'm going car shopping. Don't know if I'm buying a Mercedes. <laughs> um, but just, you know, keep me in mind. Pray for me. This is something that I'm still a work in progress about. Number three, create options. Financial planners always advise to diversify your portfolio because relying on one vehicle to acquire and grow money is too risky. Should that vehicle or source default, so does our wealth. Contrastly, when we have multiple sources and vehicles with our funds, the risk in losing it all in one shot is reduced. We should have such options in other aspects of our lives as well. While I'm blessed to have a diverse savings portfolio, I really only have one main source of income. Uh, A question posed in August 2018 edition of O Magazine asked, what would you do if you quit your job? And it's a question that certainly got me thinking about my true limitations. And due to my one source of income, if I quit my job today, disclaimer, I'm not going to, but if I quit my job today, I most certainly would be looking for another job. (laughs) Um, Seriously, though, the question got me thinking about what else I could be doing and how I could monetize it. Every day I'm thinking about what I could be doing to build myself and my future. Options are not just about money, but experience as well. I've shared a lot about the value of being a lifelong learner. The value and person, the, val, the value of personal development cannot be stressed enough. I was purposeful in using the word create options uh, in the beginning of this section. We remove limits by deciding to learn new skills. These skills can be beneficial for a variety of different ways to improve our quality of life. You know the saying, when you know better, you do better. I learned another lesson about options and diversification while listening to the Miley Teal podcast. Miley was interviewing Claire Somers of Fashion Bomb Daily. And Claire shared um, that Instagram deleted her account, which had millions of followers, and how she had been working to reconnect with her audience through other avenues and platforms. The sudden deactivation taught her a lesson around ownership of her platform and work. And it never occurred to me how someone could lose their business in an instant like that because they their business was so like it wasn't solely built, but mostly built on Instagram. Thankfully, her page has since been restored. And I heard that uh, Claire on other interviews and different podcasts, and it appears that the reactivation of her page, connecting her back to her audience did not come without much time and money. Think about how many companies build their entire platform solely on the strength of social media. As a writer wanting to help others grow and to monetize my work, I will need to focus on varying my options and platform for connecting with my audience, but also putting myself in my website, um, view112.com, that I own the entire content and everything there, and I'm not relying on anyone else to publish it. I have my blog posts saved, um, you know, and on my computer and various programs. And I just want to continue to build my audience on uh, a variety of different platforms. So that's why I have, you know, view112.com. That's why I have the view112 podcast, because I can connect with different people and not rely on just one or two channels um, to connect my art to my audience. Number four, drop timelines. 
We are our worst enemy when it comes to limiting our successes in life to timelines. You know what timelines I'm talking about. I got to accomplish this by that age or confining milestones to a calendar date. Just because some or even most people accomplish things in a particular time doesn't mean your accomplishments, if they are achieved at a different time, are any less. With my current employer, I've earned three promotions in six years. Uh, But three months before my very first promotion, I was about to look for another job. I was about to quit um, because I wanted to apply for the next level position. And um, the team had decided to hire an external candidate into the job that I wanted. And I was frustrated about this. I thought I was the best for the job until actually, I think I may have shared this before, until I met him. And then I was like, oh, yeah, he definitely was better for the job than me. But in that time, I was so frustrated um, because I had, in my mind, set up that I had been with the company a year at this point and I I had been doing the work and I was ready to get promoted. And I'd share my intentions of leaving this company with one of my girlfriends and she did not hold back in telling me how impatient and how stupid I sounded. Um, At the start of 2017, just a couple of years ago, I confided in a friend that I'd feel like a failure if the whole year went by and I did not get another next level promotion. It would be time to look for another job because I had been in this next role for over two years. And I don't even know why or how I, what came up with, you know, maybe came up, come up with this. Like there's no mandate on how long it takes some people to move from one position to another or from this, the position I was in into this next level position. Um, I think of what I had been seeing even, what I actually even been witnessing maybe was like a three to five year time in role of the people who were getting promoted. Some people haven't even gotten promoted and was longer than that, but somehow I got two years in my mind. And so as you can imagine, I had yet another friend point out my stupidity. I love my career and the work I do, especially now. And if I would have let a simple date on the calendar drive my happiness, I would be without this incredible experience that I have now. Twice I did that. I have to think about this when it comes to my writing as well. The late Maya Angelou's autobiography, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, was her first published work. And it happened when she was 41 years old. Same age as your girl. So I'll just say all of this and share this with you in summary um, to with my final thoughts. And that is there has not been a failure I have yet to survive. Not a single one. Failure is hard, but it is not impossible to push past. Think of how liberating it is to approach each day, moment, or opportunity like you cannot fail. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Those are my thoughts on self-imposed limits and some of the things that I'm doing to break the barriers and in the war on myself around these limitations. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions or would like to connect, you can reach out to me via email at Janita Morris at view112.com. You can check me out on social media. I'm everywhere as Janita Morris. And um, check out my website. If you all have only listened to my podcast, appreciate you. Um, You can rate and subscribe and and all of that on iTunes as well or Apple Podcasts. 
But if you haven't checked out view112.com, I have some additional content on there too. So check that out as well. Thanks so much for listening and I'll holla at y'all next time. Bye.